0: Me-me-me-woo-poo-poo. Me, that
1: was <laughs> very good for you. I agree. That was excellent. So good. I could do right-kut-good-is. Uh-huh. The Flyers going to win. We are going to earn tomorrow. Adam Crowley. It's not even funny. On ESPN Pittsburgh. You found The Crowley Show, your mom listens and you should too. 412-919-1316 is the number to call, or you can join the cast of dozens Follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian Lamartine is sitting across the page. this time is behind the glass. Check them out on Twitter at Bomber 73 at ButtonPusher970. And please tell your kids, tell your wife. We are doing radio up in here. All live from the Fox Bet Studios. Make the call. Download the app today. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Mark Caboli of The Athletic joining us now to get into the Steelers and Buffalo Bills this weekend. Mark, what up?
2: How you doing, Adam?
1: You been taking any dumps in weird places lately before we get into the football?
2: Funny you say that. I got home and uh, left my dog out, and he decided to leave me a present in the house. So it always comes back to that, doesn't it, there, uh, Adam?
1: Yes, uh, you left your dog out, and your dog popped. You got what you were asking. Well, not
2: outside, not outside. He decided it was too cold for him outside. Well, I get it. The poor little guy. How old's the dog? He's 11.
1: I think he's losing
2: his marbles.
1: I was going to say, is he starting to poop all over the
2: place, pee all over the place? Uh, The poop is getting out of control right now. He's never did that before. I'm a little bit, uh, I think it's the cold. I don't think he likes the cold outside, so I go upstairs and come back down a second later, and there it is.
1: Your dog basically acts like I do when I'm blackout drunk. Mark Caboli of The Athletic joining us here on the Crowley Show. Mark, are the Steelers and Buffalo basically the same team?
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, for the most part. I mean, I guess our coaches still have a a very similar background, right? At least with uh, where they come from within William and Barry. But as of on the field, they are. Other than uh, the fact that I think the Steelers might be, you know, have a little bit... More of an edge of, uh, some of the, not skill players, some of the, uh, you know, in line type of guys. The offensive line, I think, much, much better than. The uh, Buffalo offensive line, I think I like the Steelers defensive line as well, but if you go on the fact that a quarterback who's inexperienced and hasn't won any big games, a running back who's inexperienced and hasn't really done much, not much of any wide receiver help at all, and uh, a pretty good defense, yeah, they are pretty much the same team. So
1: when you look at this game, do you lean one way or another Uh, it is at home in Pittsburgh for the Steelers it is prime time the Bills haven't played in prime time since 2007 is there a way that you're leaning
2: I mean I, I like the Steelers in this game but not because it's home because if you've learned of anything over the past probably half a dozen years or so night games in Pittsburgh usually don't uh, aren't the capacity, as I like to put it. They'd mm. much rather stay at home. So, however, even, even saying that, the Steelers' defense have been much better at home. So there's one thing you can glean off of them, uh, being better at coming into this game. It would probably be the, the ability to put some more pressure where they need it in this type of game where they're going to need great defensive play and probably a little bit of defensive help to win the game. Um, so I think that will help, especially with the, some of the crowd noise. But like I said, I don't expect that to be a, a definite full house there because if you look in the past, you know, five to seven games, night games at Heinz they're not really full house. But, uh yeah, I, I do like the Steelers in this one for uh, a bunch of, you know, a couple of reasons. I think they need it more than the Buffalo, to be honest with you. I think the was have found a, uh, a pattern uh, – of how to win games, as long as and I said that probably a month ago to you, Adam, as long as they stick to that plan, regardless of who the quarterback is and what Duck in there, to make him make a couple throws, let them run the ball, and play solid defense, If so they stick to that plan, I think they pretty much can beat anybody, including Buffalo.
1: Do you think that the Steelers need James Conner or Juju Smith-Schuster more? If they could only have one, well, which guy
2: would you want back? I'm pretty sure Juju's not going to be playing, so I guess I have to say that's leaning towards James Conner, but he needs to be a healthy James Conner as well. If you're just going to bring him in and get that same version of him that you saw in Cleveland, you know, four weeks ago, you might as well just sit him down yeah. one more time and, and let him get fully healthy. But how do you even check that? You know what I'm saying? It, 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 you can see the strength. He feels better and and it does you know, there's not any limitations in movement. But until he gets out there and you know takes a hit and falls on that shoulder, you're not really going to know. Do you want to take that chance right now? I think a healthy James Connor is by far the way you need to go in how you can win down the stretch here. And like I, keep, I always hark back to that. that game back in October when Duck was had his first start, it was James Conner just running over people, easy throws, hard running, uh, out of the backfield type of stuff. So if he's healthy, give me definitely James Conner. But the fact is, like I said, I don't think Juju's going to be playing because I think he had a little bit of a setback this week on, on Wate, a couple hours ago.
1: If James a 100%, if he can run violently, of course you want him back. But like you said, if he's not, I kind of like the rotation that they've got going on right now. Mark Boley of The Athletic joining us here on the Crowley Show. Mark, the defense has been just simply outstanding, and they've been even better at home than they have been on the road. Uh, you said you don't like the Buffalo Bills' offensive line as much as the Pittsburgh Steelers. How much do you like them overall?
2: You mean Buffalo or their offensive line? Buffalo's uh, offensive line. No, they're not good at all. I mean, look what happened. It's, you know, it's actually a twofold type of thing here. Their, their offensive line's not very good, and that just goes in part of what it is in the National Football League here recently. You look at the last four or five offensive lines the Steelers played, and they've been all hot garbage. So that's sort of how it is in the league right now. However, you then you uh, what 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 the issue has been, at least with Buffalo, is. Teams have been blitzing the heck out of Josh Allen, knowing that he – First has a substandard offensive line, and second of all is not a guy that can make those quick decisions uh, when he's throwing the ball. He can He got a fifty-nine percent you know, completion percentage too. Yes, but, but do you look at? Look, at, I don't know what it is, but I'm quite sure. If you've been Watching that Baltimore game, they blitzed the living crap out of him, and he didn't know where to go with yeah. the ball right there. But the Steelers don't blitz that much. Uh, They're using three. You know, three or four get pressure three and four, then maybe bring a Hilton off the edge from time to time. They're not going to bring the house on him, which should give the Steelers a benefit knowing that you can still create pressure with a substandard offensive line by getting three or four. Then he has to throw the ball into seven, you know, potentially eight man. Uh, secondaries, so I think that's worth it. I think it's a little bit twofold. The offensive line stinks, and uh, I think Josh Allen's a little too young to be able to recognize the stuff that he needs to recognize on on a quick quick basis, too.
1: Mark, the Steelers are 8-5. and five. Mason Rudolph has filled in for Ben Roethlisberger, as has Duck Hodges. If it were Landry Jones the entire time, what would the Steelers' record be?
2: Hmm. That's, that's always a tough one. I can't see it being... They might have a better chance, better offensive number during these games, but it 's hard for me to say that they 'd be better than eight and five you yeah. know nine and four at the best it 's just how it 's played out I mean all the all the breaks have gone the Steelers' way for the most part during this last you know two months where everything has been working out their way to they get wins but where you have to ask yourself that if you do get into the playoffs at 10 and 6 11 and 5 you do have to go to Houston potentially you could go to New England which you much rather have Doug Hodges or Landry Jones who can take you farther into the playoffs I think that's where the difference would be with Landry Jones. I think he would definitely have been able to do that more than Hodges or Rudolph. But if I was a C-Wist, that's a smart thing. I mean, kick the tires on
3: Landry Jones
2: and see if he would come. I think that's a bad mistake by the XFL just going forward, just for the fact that now if you're going to get any guys who are borderline, I might get signed week two or three or whatever. Why in the heck would you sign with the XFL? knowing that you can't jump ship if they come calling here. So I thought that was a kind of an interesting sidebar that they blocked Landry from coming here. What was that, two months ago, three months ago?
1: You hit on something there. I think that's a really good point, too, there at the end with the XFL. But you hit on something else there that I want to chew on for a second here, and that's that the Steelers, boy, they have been getting all the breaks, right? The Colts missed their field goal at the end. You saw a couple pass interference calls. They've been getting all kinds of breaks, It'd be nice to see them, if you're a Steelers fan, blow a team out or win a game where at the end, the last 10 minutes, you're up by 10 points and you're not having to sweat one out. Although, it does feel like if the defense is on the field and they're up by even three or seven points, they're going to win the game.
2: Unless they fake punt, right? Yeah. you know, Something like that, maybe. But, yeah, you know what? I think, I think the thing is right now, sure, you're loving to blow them out. And it not be a nail biter at the end of the game, but I think the if you go to my comment right now and say, as you said, you're up three, you're up six, uh, the other team has the ball in the final possession of the game. will take and it. You got your defense out there. I'll take it every day of the week right now, considering where, you know, if you get down early 14, 17, 21 points, you don't know how that offense ends uh Devlin Hodges is going to respond because you've never seen them put in that situation yet where they have to come back and they, they can't play that conservative ball. They have to open it up. So that's that's a big thing that you have to see moving forward. So I, if it's like this, it reminds me of a lot of you know, early power games. I mean, defense, run the ball, ugly games where you're winning 17 to 15 against not very good teams. By the end of the season, all of a sudden you're 11 and 5. You know, and have a chance to uh, move on in the playoffs. So I think knowing where they come from, I think they would take it you know, just the way it is right now. Mark, good stuff. Your dog. Uh... I'm afraid to go back downstairs see what's on the floor. It might be your dog, upside down. No, it actually might be my kid taking a poop this time. So I'm a little concerned. He's kind of quiet down there. Goodbye, Mark. All right. Mark Aboli of The Athletic. <laughs>
1: Why did he it, it,
0: insinuate his dog died? His was, dog's 11. It's pooping outside. It's dark. peeing all over the place. That dog's dying. Come on, man. Come Mine's 17 and still going strong. You take care of your dog very
1: well. You As give the dog Mark? all
0: kind of good treats and Are, chicken and stuff. you saying
1: Mark doesn't? I'm saying Mark's got two kids and is barely able to talk on the phone. You really think that this guy can freaking multitask and deal with a dog and kids? One of those kids isn't gonna do all that well. I'm telling you. I feel like you're accusing Kaboli of animal cruelty. It's not animal cruelty. <laughs> it just, it's just it's it's somewhat of animal negligence, <laughs> which falls under the animal cruelty umbrella. No, the dog is well fed. The dog is taken Clearly. care of it poops everywhere. <laughs> but the dog's pooping everywhere. It just it's not gonna be it's not long for this earth much longer. Well, you, well you tell, tell me this, man.
0: I always think dogs are smarter than humans. If someone said to you, look, hey man, right now you gotta go outside to poop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gonna sneak one out inside if you can avoid at least one
1: trip outside, right, uh, uh, Brian? You feel like you know a guy. No, I love pooping outside. Now, see, so you <laughs> would
0: poop outside a couple times, and then like the fourth or fifth time, you'd be like, "It's really cold. I don't want to go." No, don't you guys again. know what
1: the new trend is? It is butthole yoga. Well, if you poop outside, some of that fresh air creeps on up there, it helps you live longer, good for digestive health. Yeah, neighbors love it too. Oh no, they're uh, <laughs> they're pissed. They <laughs> they wrote the municipality. <laughs>
0: Is is there any ordinances against that?
1: I don't know, but last night I was pooping right along the border and a guy ran out with a shotgun (laughs) in Mount Lebanon. Don't see a lot of shotguns around Mount Lebanon. You poop in someone's yard, though, it happens. What were we talking about? Mike Tomlin's having the most fun he's ever had. Hopefully the Steelers don't poop in the grass. (laughs) It's Crowley Show. ESPN Pittsburgh.
3: Schultzford.com. Schultz. Shortsford.com. Shortsford.com.
0: He's a good guy, he really. Is. He's a good host. I enjoyed it, you know? And now we're talking about a weekly spot on the show. And I'm just telling Adam, I better be picked. Freebies are up. Adam
1: Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I said before the season that I was excited about this year, despite the Steelers not having A.B., Le'Veon Bell, that kind of talent, because I thought that this is kind of a clean slate year for Mike Tama. Now, I did not know that Ben Roethlisberger was going to get hurt. I didn't know he was going to have problems with Stefan Tewitt. I didn't know Daryl Drake was going to tragically pass away. I didn't know there was going to be all kind of stuff that went on that would make it difficult for Mike Tomlin to lead a winning football team. And by the way, that's not to say that losing a human being is the same as losing a quarterback with an elbow injury, but it is something that made Mike Tomlin's job all the more difficult, and yet here we are still with the Steelers sitting at 8-5. and five. Now I've got a little bit of a different look. Did Mike Tomlin get a clean slate? Oh, yeah. Mike Tomlin, though, probably has to be having more fun than he's ever had coaching this team and that might include Super Bowl runs because he's been mired in all kinds of ego for the last seven or eight years now you don't have to deal with that ego anymore it's not there it's not the same I mean all these guys have an ego right to an extent of course they do they're professional football players you ever meet a football player in high school you probably didn't like them they might have been a jag off Not all of them, but you know what I'm talking about. The guys who knew they were really cool, that's like everybody in an NFL locker room. They're all going to have a little bit of an ego, but there's a difference between that, your standard ego, and there's a difference between that and a millennial, a young kid who's coming in who's trying to learn the ropes, and then there's A.B., and there's Le'Veon Bell, and I do think those two deserve to be separated. Antonio Brown was way worse than Lev Bell. But Lev Bell, in his secrecy last year, in his ego-driven thirst and need for money so much so that he was not a good friend or teammate, yeah, I think that tells you that that guy was a little bit of a jag-off. So you don't have them. You don't have Martavis Bryant. You don't have Mike Mitchell, who was a jerk and a half. You don't have Joey Porter causing strife. You don't have Todd Haley, who's being a jerk in there. And I know Mike Tomlin was friends with Joey Porter. But you don't have Todd Haley who's getting into it with Ben. It's got to be a UPMC Rooney Sports Complex right now that is filled with pure football. (laughs) It's got to be all about football all the time. Not having to dismiss all these different crazy distractions that have been going on. Think about 2017. You had the anthem controversy. You have Martavis Bryant asking for a trade. Marcus Gilbert gets suspended. He's your starting right tackle because he's putting stuff in his body he shouldn't be putting into it. You've got Antonio Brown kicking the Gatorade cooler. You've got Le'Veon Bell prior to a playoff game missing a walkthrough and saying he's going to retire if he doesn't get the money that he wants. You got all kinds of stuff going on that year, and Mike Tomlin and others, they cobbled it together to get the Steelers to 13 and 3. They fell behind in some games, they played down to some competition, but they found a way to get to 13 and 3. That was a hell of a coaching job for Mike Tomlin. Do you think it was fun? I don't think so. Do you think last year was fun? You wind up 7-2 and 1, and then All of a sudden, you go on the road and you've got an x-ray machine problem in Oakland. Ben Roethlisberger, should he play, should he not play? you got problems there. You go on the road, you lose against the Denver Broncos team that you have no business losing to. You blow a huge lead at home. uh, The biggest home lead you've ever had that you've blown against the Los Angeles Chargers. It was not a good season for the Steelers last year. They fell short of expectation, but finally I thought... All of that distraction, all of that nonsense caught up with them. Everything that happened in 2017, and they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoffs. Everything about that season, they survived, they survived, they survived, they survived until they couldn't. And then I think there was big-time carryover. And they had to deal with Le'Veon Bell. Is he going to show? Is he not going to show? Is he going to show midway through? Is he not going to show? He winds up not showing. Now you go with James Conner. Oh boy, he got hurt. The last two years have been disappointing and forgettable from Mike Tomlin's standpoint, I would imagine, and certainly from the Steelers fan base's standpoint. Fast forward to this year. Do you think Mike wanted to lose Ben? No. Did he want to lose Stefan to it? No. But this is a team that plays with a great defense that he gets to scheme up every single week. You know he loves it. I was at training camp a couple of years ago. I was standing alongside Jim Wexler on the sideline, and Mike Tomlin was grabbing defensive backs and teaching them concepts of cover two. Mike Tomlin really likes to be hands-on. He likes the coaching element. Not just the scheming, not just the leadership from a global standpoint. He likes to get his hands-on dudes and coach them up a little bit. Mike Tomlin loves that. He likes molding young players. He likes teaching them things. Well, this is an offense that's got a whole bunch of young players, and this is a defense that now has finally come together that he's also got his hands all over. Mike Tomlin's got to be having a great time right now. And Mike Tomlin does not have to hear questions from the media about anything other than the Pittsburgh Steelers. The only time that that wasn't true this year were, were two. One, he got asked a question about the Washington Redskins, which was one question in one press conference that I'm sure he didn't think about much at all after that. The other thing was the Mason Rudolph situation, which the Steelers clearly handled well. So the Steelers clearly compartmentalized that far better than the Cleveland Browns did. So obviously it couldn't have bothered Mike Tomlin all that much. He's got to be having a blast. I've worked here for a long time. I can't even remember. i got a headache right now. Uh, I came out of college, not great at math, WVU, a lot of alcoholism. About six and a half, seven years. Yeah, I have no idea how long I've been here. Probably 12 or 15 years. Really? I have no idea. Probably six or seven. And when I got here, I liked my job. Loved my job. But there were a couple of people I wasn't crazy about. Oh, I know them. And it's amazing, though, when there's a couple of people around that you don't like, you can do similar jobs, the same job, and you can still love the job, but sometimes it can be a little bit more taxing. Now I love everybody I'm working with, and it makes an easier environment to get the job done. Tom, Brian, and I, we sit in the studio, and we sit in his office a couple hours before the show. We're playing things out. We're making jokes. We're filming cheese teases. It's a great damn time from 2 o'clock-ish until 7 o'clock every freaking day. We love this shiz. But back in the day, when I first started, I'm doing a show from 10 until noon. Uh, I like being on the air. I like doing the show. It's different whenever you're surrounded by people that you like and not ego-driven maniacs. Well, think about the Pittsburgh Steelers now. Mike Tomlin's like, thank God I can do what I want to do with my life. (laughs) Mike Tomlin wants to be a football coach. Mike Tomlin, I I talked to him once in one of those closed-door pre-training camp denuncio things. And Mike Tomlin's talking about how he just he can't stand the anthem stuff because he's just focused on football. And Mike Tomlin had been asked in press conferences before about that kind of thing. He doesn't think it's his job to advance any kind of agenda, I think, is the way he would put it. He just doesn't think that that's his job in whatever capacity, right, And whatever agenda it might be, because he thinks of himself, first and foremost, as a football coach. Well, when you're a football coach, you do have to deal with all the personalities of the guys on your team, 90 in training camp, 53 in the regular season, and that fluctuates due to injuries and guys who are coming on and coming off. And the last couple of years... Some of those dudes on the 53 are jack wagons. Now here's one guy I haven't mentioned, and I bet you he fits right into some of this category too. I don't put him in the same category as AB. I don't put him in the same category as Le'Veon, but he's closer to that than I think people will like to hear. But no Ben Roethlisberger this year. At least make things more quiet for him. Coming into the season, it was all about, are the Steelers going to be less distracted? What's it going to mean without the toxic twins of Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown? And one of the other things that was talked about was, is Ben going to do his radio show? Now he ain't. He was doing it with us for a little while there, but now he's not because yeah. Ben Roethlisberger got hurt. So the distraction's gone. miss Ben doing our radio show. I miss it too, that but do you nice. think Mike Tomlin misses him? Oh, absolutely. Not. Well, that's more to the point. Mike Tomlin, he's happy. He doesn't have to deal with that. I'm sure he'd rather have him on the football field, but off the field, drama free this year.
0: It's funny how much the line between chemistry and talent and success. So, like, if you have too much talent, that can sometimes be worse for your team than having a really solid chemistry with players who aren't quite up to speed on those great players. And it really, it's really apparent in the NBA. You see it because the rosters are smaller. You change out a few things. You can see it right away. But, man, chemistry goes so much farther than having those ego-driven talents that just mess up your locker room. Thank <laughs> Phil Kessel's
1: a better player than any of the guys who were brought in this offseason and if the Penguins were healthy, they're a far better team than they were at any point last year. Sometimes you just gotta get a personality out and sometimes the hole really can be greater than the sum of its parts. I think that's exactly what's happening with the Pittsburgh Steelers today. Uh, They're playing good defense. They're trying to run the football. It's what I've been saying they should have done for the last couple of years and now you're doing so, yes, perhaps with less talented people, but the plan in place is what you're winning with right now. And the buy-in, too. And the buy-in. And it does help. I I was going to ask this question today, but I figured I don't want to really go down that path, but I'll do it briefly here. Would you rather have Minka Fitzpatrick, Devin Bush, and Steven Nelson, or would you rather have Antonio Brown? Because I I think (laughs) you'd still have Nelson and you'd have Bush if you had AB. Maybe not Bush, actually, because of what they used to acquire him. But let's say, just for argument's sake, you have those two. You're not going to have Minka Fitzpatrick I don't think, because is going to be here and you're going to think, okay, we'll score more points on offense. I doubt that they would have made that trade at that point. I think that trade wasn't so much made out of desperation, but it was made out of trying to keep the team relevant, something that they might not have thought they had to do with Antonio Brown around. <sighs> if Getty Malkin's not around, he is sick. Joseph DC was emergency recalled from Wilkes-Barre. He's going to play in his stead. Great! It is a hockey night in Pittsburgh.
3: some a-holes in town, I said Crosby, put your skates on the ground, I said Crosby, making a-holes all frown, and make all us fans feel happy, Gansel, it's time to make them all know, I said Gansel, make the ghost start to flow, pens are playing, down at PPG Paints, and you're sure to have a good time. With the P-E-N-S It's fun to play with the P-E-N-S They play hard and strong For the fans to enjoy Play with a-holes like little toys It's fun to play with the P-E-N-S It's fun to play with the P-E-N-S to play with the penis. They play hard and strong for the fans to enjoy. Play with a-holes like little toys. It's fun to play with the penis. It's fun to play with the penis.
1: I've got a little bit more on the Penguins when we return. No hottest take of the day as I've murdered the clock. What? In fact, Tom's going to cut me off any second here. It's ESPN Pittsburgh. Hi, I'm attorney Ben Costello.
0: And I'm attorney Eric Betzner of Jablonski, Costello, and Lecky. And from all of us at YCL, we would like to wish you a very... Tell me why you don't think what Tom Wilson
1: did was illegal, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Explain what you think, and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Okay, tough guy. Oh, 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 oh.
3: Oh, 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 Everybody was gone I have
1: sufficiently had anal with the clock on top of a table. Foreshadowing. You got that right, buddy. So, instead of a hot take, I will give you this. Jake Gensel is playing center tonight on the top line. That's a hot take. It's a hot take on the lineup by Mike Sullivan. <laughs> Gensel, McCann, Bluger, and Lafferty down the middle. Blaine Deezy, Lafferty, and Nason on the fourth line. Jesus Christ, if they win tonight, you should all be happy. If they lose tonight... You shouldn't be surprised. In fact, Fox Bet, make the call. Download the app today. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I might take Columbus.
0: put like, <laughs> Duck on a line. I feel like we could have slipped the hottest take in there. With all the time that we just spent. Ah, uh,
1: the sponsor. We'll just make up the sponsorship. I'll have two tomorrow. It's time for other crap. It's where we go around in a circle and we talk about things we haven't yet talked about on today's radio program. Woo! Other Crap. So this is according to David Hale on Twitter. Sure. Joe Burrow said that during his recruitment, he went out to dinner with Ed Ogeron, Coach O. When they got to the restaurant, Ogeron found out they didn't serve crawfish. So the solution Coach O came up with was to have the restaurant manager go out and get 15 pounds of crawfish and cook it for them anyway. (laughs) And when Coach is telling you to go get some crawfish, go go to 15 pound of crawfish for me. You go out and you go go 15 pound of crawfish. Go go. Go tiger. <laughs> You know, it's actually kind of what happened with Joe Burrow, right? Because Eddie O, he could have just been like, oh, let's go to a different restaurant. I know they make good friggin' whatever there. Crawfish. Crawfish there. Let's just go there. No, instead, let's bring in the outside crawfish, have him cook it here. He got the outside quarterback from Ohio State. Joe Burrow, bang, gonna win a national championship. So you gotta just go
3: get crawfish from Another, another state, you know what I mean, Joe? Go out here and win some football
0: games. Go Tiger. Woo! Other Guys, it's uh, championship season for one of the coolest sports in the world. The World Slamp- Slapping Championships in Russia, which basically involves two very large men across from each other taking turns slapping each other until one of them is knocked out. Whoa. So these are huge, like two 300 yeah. pound men. The champion's name is, I'm going to destroy this, but it's Vasily Komutsky. And this, <laughs> I think I said a cuss word within that name. I'm not sure. Vasily. Yeah, no, Katiski, Kamatiski or something. Anyway, these guys Come on slap on. the hell out of each other until one of them's knocked out. Dude, and if you see that, it, it the, you can't protect yourself at all. It is more violent than boxing and MMA. I'd be a huge fan if we could do that over here. Woo! Other
1: rap. Mike Flora is a douchebag. What'd he do this (laughs) Again? So he put a headline up that said, Kyler Murray on Baker Mayfield, quote, I would never do some of the stuff he's done. And I was like, whoa, Kyler Murray. That's a spicy headline. Oh, yeah, he's talking junk. And what it was was Kyler Murray laughing, and he goes, I wouldn't do some of the stuff that he's done. Everybody has their own way of doing things. He was a great teammate and a great leader. You know, I lead how I lead, he leads how he leads. Florio. Click Florio, you clickbaiting son of a bitch. He's a master clickbaiter.
0: It's time for the three stars of the show. The with his hair, too? Florios? Yeah. yeah. It looks dumb. That's real fake. Third star.
1: Real fake. Tonight's third star of the show, Chip Chop, Drew Brees. I think that that butcher needs to lop the mole off of the side of Drew Brees' face. Oh, Oh, we're back to the mole? We're back to how ugly Drew Brees' face is? Drew Brees is a good-looking guy. It's It's not a mole, is it? It's like Like, a birthmark.
0: I got a a slicer in the back, man. You want to borrow it? It's all yours. Come on back! Uh, We'll just ride on that little thing you push back and forth. like
1: (laughs) 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 It's all gone. I'm surprised (laughs) the butcher doesn't think that like a piece of chipped ham flew up and is on Drew Brees' face. And he it's starts like rubbing him. it off. He's like, "Oh, sorry, Breeze. I think I got some ham on your face." Oh, wait, that's not rubbing off. Is that part of he your body?
0: It's chip, chopped ham. He
3: thinks it's breeze on fo- under his eye.
0: Man, we got a special today on some Breeze Mole. Would you like it? It's real good. Two oh. ninety-nine half pound, thinly sliced. Go Tiger. Second start. Go tiger. Tonight, second
1: star of the show, Anal on the Table. The reason why he's a Steelers fan is not because he wants to be part of a winning it's team. It's for sex, right? Yes, it's yeah. for sex. The girlfriend's like, why do you root for the Bills? You should come root for the Steelers. And he's like, you know what? Our Sundays would be a lot more fun. I'd be getting a lot more ass if I was rooting for the Steelers with you for four hours on Sunday afternoon. He's nailing her on the table, right? And they're breaking tables the good old-fashioned way. The Steeler way. Uh, a little anal on the table. I thought that would rhyme. I don't know it know didn't if you did yeah. say that. No, ain't it? on
0: table does not rhyme <laughs> at all. They that, don't, but I mean... I'll stand by my point. <laughs> but if you're underscore... able, you can do it on the table. <laughs> I mean, come on. Does that make you a cuck if you um if you fall for your girlfriend's football team as opposed to making her fall for yours? Yes, monster cuck.
1: No, it would be cucking if you watched her watch the Bills.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> First mm-hmm. star. Hey! Tonight's first star of the show, Shirtless Tomlin.
0: If somebody's in the building, they don't know it, he's coming in and meeting with them, like somebody's just stepping around, like, oh, I'm just burning the midnight, Oh, Mike Thomas here, gotta meet, we're meeting,
1: who wants to meet? It's like spinning around three times and doing Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, but if you walk into the building and you're awake, Mike Thomas,
3: bam, just appears. Cry man, it don't matter which way, the hands on the face of a clock are situated, I'm going to be meeting with somebody, and that extends beyond the team, you know, I like to get in on the janitorial staff meetings. Whether, whether we're going to run a two-ply scheme or, or a three-ply scheme. You know, these are just the variables from week-to-week basis. And, of course, the two-ply, three-ply scheme is contingent
1: on what we meet with the cafeteria staff on. If it's enchilada day, we might want to add an extra ply into our defense system. Things of that nature, you know. And those meetings, again, could happen at about
3: 4 a.m., 5 a.m. Uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I have breakfast meetings with all the offensive players and then lunch meetings with the defensive players. There's meetings all day long, really.
0: Shirtless Tom. Lynn. (laughs) Shirtless Tomlin. Is the star of the show.
1: Shirtless Tom. Do we got a Buffalo Bill butthead tomorrow? We do. His name's escaping me right now. That's very good. I can find it by the end of this song. No, I don't need it. No, you're going to need it. Here's the thing. I met a bunch of Buffalo Bills writers at Sharky's a couple years ago when there was the joint practice between the Steelers and the Bills at training camp. Oh, God. They were all like, why do you all drink together? Like, We can't stand each other up in Buffalo. I was like, we can't stand each other in Pittsburgh either. Yeah, we just drink together. (laughs) We just drink. There's nowhere else to go in Latrobe. Matthew Fairburn, 520. Ah, Matthew Fairburn, tomorrow. What time? 520. See you at the game. Schultzford.com. Schultzford.com. Schultzford.com for DACA, short for...